You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Go ahead, make my film. It's B-Movies, thanks to Metse Bar, your source for all things NZIFF, thanks to the best place to go before or after. Thank you very much, Metse Bar. Very yum tapas. Uh, we've got a very special guest in the studio, uh, fresh from the plane from Adelaide, been watching football. This has been all we've talked about for a month is films and football, <laughs> so it feels right to have you here this morning. Uh, Molly Manning-Walker, who is the director and screenwriter of How to Have Sex, uh, which I think is one of the movies that's had maybe the most buzz coming into this festival. Welcome to the studio. It's so great to have you here. Oh, thanks. Really great to be here. I'm really happy to be here. It is, um, it's amazing to be able to uh, talk about this film. I watched it last night and it absolutely devastated me, but it also um, not in a way that like left me feeling unhappy after the film, though. I felt really like seen. I felt like I saw my friends in that film. I felt like I saw so many experiences of people I know in that film. It was very, um, very raw, very real movie. I think I'd love you to sort of give us a world, a little world view of what what this movie's all about, Molly. Yeah, so uh, the film kind of looks at three girls like going on holiday in a clubbing holiday set in Malia, but could be any clubbing town, really, not yeah. really described. And it kind of looks at what we, I guess what we think consent is and like how, and more of the grey area or depicted grey understood grey area that we think rather than um, yeah and it tracks these girls within the pressure of society and male uh, like energy Mm. and drinking on like trying to lose their virginity yeah, it's um, it's also probably one to give you a heads up. There's some pretty heavy themes in this film as well, so just tread gently if that's something you feel uh, you might want to tread gently around. But um, it is amazing, and I think that it's not a story I've seen told in such an honest way before. Uh, and I've seen you write about this, or you know, talk about this, Molly. That quite often when we talk about this weird grey area of consent, as you say, or um, even uh, more black and white depictions of sexual assault, it's not always done in a way that looks like reality, feels like reality. Mm-hmm. This film felt so real watching it; it was like, actually impossible to look <laughs> away. Uh, how how did how long has this kind of been a film that you've wanted to make? It feels like it's been. Uh, a long time coming. Yeah, I was I was actually writing something different, and then I used to go on these club, clubbing holiday, holidays when I was like sixteen, and and um, I met up with a group of like the girls I used to go on these holidays with, and um, I, actually at a wedding, and we were sort of reminiscing about things like stories from it and I was like wow this really had a big impact on us as like Mm. 16 year olds you know like we we really took yeah these moments with us and so I I scrapped the other film and started writing that and and yeah it came together in lockdown but it all happened quite quickly but um yeah You've got an incredible cast who works on this with you. It feels like they're also really, um, they, they breathe so much life into the story. How did you pull together the, the, the team you've got on this? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, casting six people is really tough because mm. once you get one person, then you're like, okay, this person has to balance this person out. Mm-hmm. And it's a real jigsaw of people. Mia, I saw really early. I saw a tape of hers really early. And I was like, she's Tara, like straight away. I was like, it yeah. has to be her. Um, and then it's, yeah, it was just about balancing. And then we because we wanted them to be from the same place because they'd grow up together. Yeah. So there was all this kind of, like, jigsawing. Um, we end up seeing, like, 350 M's before we cast oh. one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, I think, one of those films where 
obviously it's set in this very British uh, type of holiday culture, which we don't have a version of that that looks the same here in New Zealand, but we do have these like rites of passage teenage rituals everyone goes to uh, depending where you grew up you go to like Whangamata or you go to Tawharanui <laughs> or you go you go to a field somewhere <laughs> at New Year's and you drink a lot of terrible RTDs and you make a lot of questionable decisions yeah. everybody's got that teenage experience in some form or another I've seen a lot of American writers talking about spring break and mm-hmm. all of that stuff but there's something very British about this too and that that framework for you when you're writing do you where do you draw on for these ideas is it something you talk to other people about particularly in lockdown how is this process for you yeah i mean this was all really based from like different holidays that i was going went on when i was 16 so it's kind of based on reality but then when we started scouting it we scouted for two weeks in malia in high season Mm. and so there's a (laughs) lot of reality in there like i was getting knocks on my door in the middle of the night at like 4am being like isn't this my room like (laughs) wasted and like um so yeah there was there was videos that we took like literally on the strip in high season that have sort of we sort of replicated in the film so yeah it was it was reality and 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 backstories yeah one thing i really liked about this is uh, i think thankfully i can say there's a good like 10 years between this reality for me and where i am watching the film last night but uh so much of it felt like oh my god I'm 18 again I'm at a bar I don't really want to be at with friends I don't really know if I like or not (laughs) and just everybody's got that experience but what I really liked about this is you've not left it in you know the 2010s or whatever this feels like it's happening right now and there's really lovely moments where I felt quite hopeful about it like the fact that M as a character is, Mm. is queer and that's not really questioned by any of the other people even these like lads 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 that they kind of become mates with that felt like a really um heartening thing despite some of these like truisms being the same as they were 10 years ago i'm sure the same as they were 20 30 years ago as well was that something that you were consciously thinking about or did it just feel like right to put it in yeah definitely a conscious decision we did these amazing workshops all around the uk where we sort of spoke to young people and we started asking them about their idea of consent we gave them scenes from the film and none of them recognized them as assault so so instantly we knew that culturally it hadn't changed you know mm. and we still need to speak about it but for me what has changed is that being gay gen is is much easier in gen z and so i was like let's be hopeful and let's include these things mm-hmm. that we can talk about that yeah you know is yeah there is a bit of hope in there yeah totally and the relationship between the three girls which is really like the core relationships of the film that is something that felt so real it made me want to go text like friends i haven't talked to since <laughs> i was 15 or 16 and be like hey how are you guys going in your lives but you know the the sort of different dynamics as well the slightly tense dynamics that kind of one-upping each other thing it's such a painful reality of being a teenager did you did you talk with your mates about that type of thing when you were writing this were you like thinking about those dynamics too I just remember us being quite horrible to each other, but like not in a way that we would be upset about it, in a way that we would kind of accept. And mm. it's like it's so weird to me now as like a conscious adult, or hopefully as a conscious adult, you know, <laughs> that, that, that like you could be so evidently nasty to someone and then be your best mate. Yeah. And and so yeah, I was just like reflecting on that. We just wouldn't part with it anymore, you know. Yeah, mm. and there's like some sort of weird point in like growing up between maybe some point of your uh, post high school experience where 
you start to either naturally drop those friends away or like quite deliberately <laughs> drop those friends away. And I think I found that really like sort of heartbreaking because I hadn't thought about that dynamic for a really long time. And anyone who's been to like a girls' school maybe yeah. or done that sort of experience, it's a whole it's a whole thing. I, there's so many layers to this film. One thing I really enjoyed is it just follows it as it happens as well. Just the night unfolds, the weekend unfolds. And the subtlety of uh, particularly Tara's experience, which is just shown on her face a lot of the time as well. How, how did you go about directing that? Because so much of it's in the micro expressions that she has and the way she's sort of dissociating from spaces or throwing herself into spaces. Yeah, I mean, Mia's an amazing actor. Like her face, that's like says a hundred words, you know, it's like she's a, she's like pure joy to direct. Um, but that's kind of and that's kind of why I cast her because I felt like she was always putting out this like amazing energy but in her eyes you're like what's happening mm. like and she can all you can like feel the story under her eyes um, and so yeah I we, we we just were really close during the process and and, she, and we both really trusted each other and we would we would experiment loads I mean it was I, I guess it was quite a rare set in that we had time to experiment mm. so we would like okay let's do this scene but with no words or let's just do this scene but let's like all you can think about is what you had for dinner last night you know <laughs> like or whatever the experiment was yeah, yeah, yeah. and and to, yeah to get that time to do that I think yeah created a lot of magic moments for us totally what was your shooting schedule like where where were you shooting were you in Malia doing the filming yeah yeah so we were out of season so everyone's an extra um but we were yeah we were on the strip for six weeks yeah that would have been quite <laughs> surreal, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it was sort of very surreal. <laughs> live in it while you're creating it. Yeah, it's a lot. And very young crew as well. So like yep. party party people, <laughs> like controlling the crew and the cast <laughs> and living in a party town. Oh, that's a lot a lot of meta going on there. How, how have you um, managed the process of releasing this? Because it's, uh, like it's quite an intense subject to be talking about. It's quite um, a vulnerable like conversation to have publicly as well well how have you sort of managed that part this part that we're doing right now yeah, yeah. for yourself I mean it's definitely tough and like it's brought up a lot of like tough conversations but for me I was assaulted when I was 16 and the thing that I found really difficult was that I would go into rooms and talk about it and everyone would go <gasps> yeah and not speak about yeah, it yeah. and so like for me it was like okay I want to go into rooms and I want to talk about this and a moment that I really remember as a 16 year old was like an older family friend called me and was like yo by the way this happened to me when I was mm -hmm. 16 and this and I'm good and like you're going to be good and yeah and and that changed my life you know that totally. phone call so if if we can be that to one person then mm. that's amazing and that is something that I felt watching this was I was like there are friends of mine I will tell to watch this movie there's friends of mine I will tell to watch this movie with a big caveat yeah, of like yeah. <laughs> take your mates be careful but also it, it I came out the other side of watching this feeling gutted but also feeling quite hopeful as well and I, I thank you for making it it's a beautiful film I haven't seen this experience of like teenagedom done in such a way for a very long time so thanks for coming in and speaking with us about of it Molly of course thank you such a pleasure uh, you are doing a couple of Q&A's as well which is yep. awesome and you've got two screenings uh, one is let me just get the right tab open here one is uh, tomorrow night 9pm at the Civic uh, you'll be doing a Q&A after that one as well yep. I think yep and then also uh, on Sunday 
Sunday at 2pm at the Hollywood Avondale. Uh, these are two of my favourite cinemas, so I hope you enjoy them as well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. Hey, thank you so much, Molly, for coming in this morning. How to Have Sex, screening at the New Zealand International Film Festival. You've been listening to B-Movies, thanks to Metze Bar. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-cut. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.